Good morning, welcome to A Taste of Torah. Today, we explore Tanya, specifically chapter 29, that Jews throughout the world are learning this week. In the last several chapters, the author has been discussing various impediments that can get in the way of a person's service of Hashem. This chapter, it is a spiritual condition called Timtum Halev, that can be translated as a coarsening, a hardening of the heart. Now, this isn't something a cardiologist will be able to diagnose, something for a rabbi, something for a mentor, but something to be aware of. When a person is spiritually healthy, they should be able to get easily inspired. Things should impact them. Things should touch them. They should feel deeply. In fact, one of the early teachings of the book is feelings are created by what happens in our mind. And if you think about something long enough, you will develop an emotional connection and attachment towards that. That which is created in the mind bears fruit in the heart. That's the way it's supposed to happen. But what happens when there's a blockage, when you can't feel anything? And I think all of us can relate to those times where things just aren't touching us. Things are not affecting us in the way that it should. We should be heart people. Um, And thinking of so many of the high holiday prayers in which we're asking Hashem to transform our heart from hearts of rock into fleshy hearts. A heart that can love Hashem, have awe for Hashem, connect deeply to other people, feel compassion, so on and so forth. Now, normally in such a situation, you would say meditate more or keep on doing mitzvot and keep on doing, doing, eventually the feelings will come. But this chapter of Tanya is discussing a situation where the regular treatment is not working. You cannot just ignore the problem. You have to have a solution. And in chapter 29, it is a strong medicine that is used. And it brings the advice from the Holy Zohar. And it puts it in the form of a metaphor. If there is a log of wood that is not catching fire, as much as you try lighting the fire, it just ain't burning. What do you do? You chop it into pieces. And when you break it up into pieces, that will allow the fire to burn better. Similarly, it says, if the heart of a person, for whatever the reason, is not catching fire, it isn't being inspired, what do you do? You have to chop it down a little bit. Now, before I explain what that means, I should note that in later Chabad teachings and as well as the writings of the Rebbe, it does say that the methodology used in this chapter, I'll call it shock treatment, as you'll see in a moment, needs to be dealt with Carefully, simply because we are more sensitive today and have a more difficult time implementing this practice without it having negative effects on us. We'll get to that a little bit more at the end. But what does the metaphor mean? You chop it down. You know, I think we all know situations where some people just don't get it. And even if, God forbid, life is spiraling out of control, it's still not touching them. Until, God forbid, they, they have to hit a rock bottom. They have to have something that gives them the shock treatment where finally they have that moment of clarity. Finally, they realize this is wrecking my life. Finally, something clicks and they're able to get out of the problem that they're in. Of course, this is tragic. Never, God forbid, do we ever, ever want life to have to give us a blow in order for us to wake up. And so the Zohar is saying, rather than, God forbid, have external circumstances, do this shock treatment, we can do it to ourselves. We can give ourselves a little bit of a pep talk that beats us up just a little bit, a little strong, sharp self-talk to wake us up, to get us out of our complacency, 
to break the shell of the animal soul that is allowing or not allowing the godly soul to be inspired. But here is the critical piece. When this self-talk happens, who is it being directed at? It is being directed at the animal soul. It is the person getting frustrated at themselves and saying, enough, this isn't really who I'm supposed to be. I have an external layer of my evil inclination that's getting in the way of my mission. I don't want this to define my life anymore. I don't want this to run my life anymore. Get out of the way. Stop ruining my life. And the Tanya shares with us various expressions and phrases that we can use in this sharp self-talk. But critically important here is that the frustration is only being directed to what a person recognizes is their more external self. On the contrary, this is allowing their godly soul to properly reveal itself by having the external facade peel away. But again, in today's generation, where we are more sensitive, we have to be very, very careful about going down this line because often a person can get caught up in this self-talk leading a person, God forbid, to depression, to getting into a down place, which is the exact opposite of what Tanya wants us to accomplish. This is about breaking only the external self and allowing the godly soul to emerge with great joy in recognizing that that is the true I. And no matter what I have done on the outside, that can never taint the essence of my soul, my neshama. Thank <laughs> you.